It's Monday the 20th of March and you're listening to the Snowboardcast, episode number 14, SBC Supergene with Big in Japan, a UK indie rock band that you can find on the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Alternatively, go to snowboardcast.blogspot.com and you'll find a link to their Podsafe Music page and indeed a link to their website. This is episode number 14 of the Snowboardcast and we're now four weeks approximately from the Easter holidays and heading into the last month and a half of the winter season in the Italian Alps. I'm coming to you tonight from Turin in northwest Italy, and I've just spent the weekend in San Sicario in the Milky Way. San Sicario being one of the six resorts that make up the, the Milky Way, stretching between Italy and France, 
from Salzedu via Sestriere, San Sicario, Cesana, Clavier and Montgenevre in France. I'm snowboarding in San Sicario almost every weekend in the winter and this weekend was no exception. I went up to the mountains on Friday night and on Saturday and Sunday I was snowboarding. I'm back down in the valley now and I was back at work today. The weather conditions over the weekend were pretty awful, very overcast, pretty horrible weather, lots of low cloud and indeed lots of high cloud on Saturday. Uh, quite uh, a degree of snowfall on Saturday, visibility particularly poor on Saturday, although considerably better on Sunday. In fact, on Saturday morning I went to the repair shop to pick up my snowboard, which I'd taken in to get the base repaired after the previous weekend's uh, hitting rocks uh, off-piste. And um, when I brought the snowboard back, I was seriously considering uh, getting out my old hard equipment, my old Nidecker Proto hard snowboard, hard bindings, using hard boots, uh, because the, the snow appeared to be uh, a little bit uh, hard. The piece looked to me to be a little bit hard. And um, given that the off-piste was pretty much ruined on the previous Sunday by the high winds, I was figuring that uh, it might be an idea if the piece were very hard indeed to use the hard equipment. It's, uh, as I said, a Nidecker Proto snowboard with hard bindings that I haven't in fact used for almost three years now. So ever since I switched to the soft equipment, I haven't felt the need to use uh, the hard board again. In fact, there have been times when it has been very icy and uh, the soft board has been at its limits of, uh, of hold, holding an edge on the ice. Um, however, as is always the way, I was determined to continue with my soft equipment. I find it so much more satisfying to snowboard on, a, on the winter stick all mountain with soft boots and soft bindings. The stance is much more natural being at right angles to the board. I've currently got the binding set at plus nine, minus nine, so slightly uh, open stance but uh, I find it to be much more relaxing to be boarding at right angles with my feet, right angles to the board. Um, the, whole, the whole experience is much more pleasurable. We started Saturday morning with uh, very low cloud uh, up to approximately 7,500 feet uh, with only the upper what um, 1,500, 1,700 feet above the, the clouds. Um, in, in fact, bathed in sunshine, uh, the 1,500 feet above the clouds, which basically was the Freiteve drag lift and the Rio Nero drag lift. So the two very top lifts uh, that link San Sicario to the uh, resorts of Sestriere and Salzidou. Those lifts were pretty much uh, entirely in the sunshine and everything below that and indeed below the tree line was uh, completely immersed in uh, a cloud which stretched right down to the valley. So Canale Colo, which is the, the black gully, the black run, which is a gully that, uh, that runs into Rio Nero from the top of the eight-man gondola that comes up from Sestriere, that uh, had been pieced, surprisingly enough, and was open. 
and uh, Rionera itself was open, the drag lift coming back up Rionera obviously and the Freitev drag lift. Uh, we, we stayed pretty much on the Freitev run and the Rionera run um, because it was the place where there was by far the best visibility, uh, lovely peace conditions, excellent, uh, excellent down the black run down Rionero, which is uh, quite a steep black run, very long and uh, with a nice little natural uh, half pipe halfway down, lots of um, powder to the right and left, uh, plenty of space to enjoy yourself. In the afternoon, however, there were some higher level clouds came in from France and it started to snow at around about lunchtime and continued to snow quite heavily during the afternoon. The visibility became extremely poor everywhere. Um, even below the tree line, it was uh, quite difficult to follow the track of the piste. At times, the edge of the piste seemed to uh, be indiscernible. Uh, however, we persevered through the afternoon until approximately 4.30ish when um, it became just uh, impossible to continue in that the, uh, the visibility was such that uh, you couldn't at times tell whether you were going uphill or downhill. There was a complete disorientation with um, a complete whiteout. Um, the snow had eased off slightly, but the, the fog had come down again, and even in the trees uh, it was almost impossible. Time for some more music from the Podsafe Music Network. This is Canalo with some Hawaiian reggae, and this track's called Come On Over. You can find it at music.podshow.com or in the show notes at snowboardcast.blogspot.com. Be with us To give it all up To touch the sky 
This is the Snowboard Cast, episode number 14. You can get links to the Podsafe Music Network at snowboardcast.blogspot.com. Sunday the 19th of March was Father's Day in Italy, and I was uh, the proud recipient of uh, an SMS from my loving daughter in the UK. She's at uni over there, and she sent me a text message wishing me a happy Father's Day. I was uh, enjoying myself on the piece of San Sicario in the heart of the Milky Way in the northwest of Italy. We had approximately two to three inches of overnight snow on the Saturday overnight, and um, we were out bright and early on piece number 72, to be precise, where the snowcats had done a fantastic job. Everything was uh, perfectly pieced. Um, however, they'd left a strip down the middle of piece 72 where they'd presumably pieced before, before the uh, snowfall had completed. As a consequence, there was a lovely strip of fresh powder on top of uh, a perfectly pieced um, piece number 72. We had great fun first thing in the morning ripping up that piece, piece bashing down it. There was hardly anybody about and uh, the winter stick was uh, performing fantastically. The uh, short uh, link turns all the way from top to bottom. We're talking a fairly steep, long red run, which is, extends over approximately over two miles in length. We started on that piece because it's below the tree line and uh, visibility was poor. Everything seemed to be shrouded in cloud, even uh, way up above. Uh, but eventually we decided to go up and check. We got the Rocha Rotonda four-man chair up above uh, La Salete, up to the, um, where the Freitev drag lift starts from. And uh, as soon as we got to approximately the level of the start of the Freitev drag lift, as was the case on the Saturday, the cloud disappeared. The cloud was all low-level cloud, and in fact, uh, just above the start of the Freitev drag, approximately 100 meters, um, 100 meters up the drag lift, the, uh, again, the piste was bathed in gorgeous sunshine. Um, we stayed up there from that point onwards. Uh, Rio Nero was open again. Rio Nero was bathed in sunshine as well, and um, this again was the place to be on the Sunday. I couldn't resist dropping into Canale Colo again, uh, so uh, we took the uh, 10 or so metres, 30 feet walk slightly uphill from the top of the Freitev drag lift up to where the gondola arrives, uh, which is where the Canale Colo piece starts from and um, looked across where you can see the Rio Nero drag lift coming up. There were people on the drag lift, but the drag lift was stopped. I uh, decided to head down into Rio Nero anyway and uh, got halfway down when, uh, to my surprise, I found out that in fact the Rio Nero drag lift had broken down and was not likely to start up again in the near future, at which point I was uh, at the point of no return and my only option was to continue down into the Colbasset Valley, which is the, the valley that separates San Sicario from Sestriere. I had uh, other chairlifts in the valley that I could, um, I could use and indeed get to Sal's on the other side of Triplex if I so wished. I chose to stay in the Colbasset Valley, go around the four-man chair that's in that valley, 
and uh, see if the Rio Nero drag lift was about to open up again. Unfortunately, it didn't, and uh, so I took the choice to uh, go up the four-man chair in Colbasset, up to, in fact, the, the very small pass, which is called Colbasset, at the top, and uh, take the egg, the six-man egg, down into Sestriere, which is the direct link from Sals to Sestriere. There's um, a blue run, which is uh, basically a mountain track, that uh, takes you down to the intermediate station, should you so wish. However, given the low cloud, um, I decided that it probably wasn't wise to go down into the fog um, on a fairly narrow track for the sake of um, boarding down to the intermediate station and then getting the egg from there. So I took the egg straight from the top all the way down into Sestriere Borgata area from where I could get a four-man chair in Sestriere up to uh, Sestriere Colle, passing by the Paralympic venue site where they were having the, I think it was the giant slalom uh, race for the Paralympics. The grandstands were pretty full. Everything was still fairly busy. Uh, I, got the, I got the chairlift up to uh, Sestriere, and then traversed across some powder and some other ski runs to the base station, the Sestriere station of the eight-man gondola, which was able to get me back up into the San Sicario area via the Freiteve peak. The people I'd left in San Sicario were in fact waiting for me there, sitting at the top of that lift uh, in the sunshine. When I got to the top... Um, almost, well, not even two minutes after I got to the top, the Rio Nero drag lift started up again, and uh, we were all able to go straight across down Rio Nero, which is uh, where we stayed until lunchtime. To get to lunch from the top of the Rio Nero drag lift, there's a fantastic run. It's piece number 21, which takes you right all of the way down into San Sicario village, um, the restaurant where we have lunch is uh, called La Madia. It's um, almost at the top of the very first uh, baby four-man chair in San Sicario. And the piece number 21 to get down to it was the best I've uh, boarded on this season. The soft snow was um, stupendous. It was uh, one of the best runs of the day. It's amazing when you get, um, you were going down into the cloud, the visibility was actually better than the Saturday. But um, even though the visibility was poor, the quality of the snow, for snowboarding at least, was uh, fantastic. After lunch, we went straight back up through the clouds, over to uh, Rio Nero and Freitev again. Uh, spent the afternoon off-piste right and left uh, around Rio Nero, having dropped in via Canale Colo again, uh, went round the Rio Nero drag a number of times before doing piece number 21 from the top again twice and a single baby San Sicario four-man chairlift to finish absolutely exhausted at 5 p.m. And now it only remains for me to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You can get some more information 
at my website at snowboardcast.blogspot.com where you'll find the show notes and the links to all of the music that I've played in this podcast. The next episode will be next Monday, hopefully after another fantastic weekend in the mountains. There's uh, more snow forecast this week. Hopefully it will arrive. Most of it is due on Friday, so we should be having a good time on Saturday and Sunday. To close tonight's show, here's a track from one of the hottest properties on the Podsafe Music Network at the moment. It's Laura Clapp, and the track is called Let It Rain. Yeah.